Welcome to the Digital Marketing Insights Podcast, brought to you by Brightside Digital. Hi everyone, welcome to the show. I'm delighted to say today we have Phoebe, who's an e-commerce and digital marketing executive. Phoebe, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you, Tom? Yeah, very good. Thank you. Phoebe, can you tell everyone a little bit about yourself and your career to date, please? Of course, yeah. Um, So I'll start with the present time, I guess. Um, I currently work for Diageo, uh, their Irish brand home. So that's Guinness Storehouse, Rowan Co and Smithics. Um, And I'm mainly in e-commerce and the digital marketing side of things. I've been in Diageo for about just over three years now. Um, I started off uh, as a sales advisor and then I moved into e-commerce uh, due to the, the dreaded COVID pandemic. Um, it obviously brought about uh, great gifts for, for me and my career, but um, I know it was a tough time for other people. Uh, so yeah, other than that, I've been working in digital marketing for over five years now. And that has run from small startups um, to then like local government initiatives um, to obviously multinational companies like Diageo now. So that's where I am at. Brilliant. And Phoebe, what would you say is your main strength within digital at the moment? Um, I think this falls, obviously, it's kind of under two umbrellas. Um In my personal opinion, I would say that organic uh, social is, I think it's like just the most influential and one of the most individual forms of social media kind of marketing. Um, There's more like, I think there's just more of a freedom to it where you get to, you're representing like the brand's initiatives, but in a unique and creative way. Um, just as an example, obviously, at the moment for Guinness Storehouse, we have a, a digital campaign running on social. It's called 119.5 seconds. Um, now, 119.5 seconds, that is the amount of time it takes to pour the perfect pint of Guinness. So we kind of took a spin on this uh, figure and created like a, a little campaign out of it where we chat to Irish influencers or artists um, and they just share some details about themselves but in like a a quick fire round of questions obviously to fit in the 119.5 seconds Um, and we've worked with the Irish artist Loa, um, the Irish rapper uh, Mango Dassel as well Um, and these videos have been completely organic, um, but they've gained such traction to the site. And that would be like domestically mainly, um, but also globally, you know. Um, and then for, I think, e-commerce itself uh, and more of a, a practical view, um, I'd obviously argue that paid search uh, is it's the most important for traffic and conversion on the website. Um, yeah, I think just like if, if we didn't have paid social, I don't know how we'd be able to maintain online sessions as well as we do for, for Guinness Storehouse and Row. 
Um, yeah. And then another one, obviously, would be email marketing. Uh, I didn't even think of that one, but um, that's another uh, huge realm to go into. And to be honest, I think email marketing, it's almost like a, a, a softer kind of sell to your audience um, to also just, you know, educate them on the the brand itself and the value of your brand um, and keep them kind of engaged uh, between, say, big product launches and things like that. I can see that. And... Okay, so there's a couple of areas to touch point there, but obviously a lot of your marketing, it sounds like some of your marketing is is around driving traffic to the site and and, and yeah. doing that side of things. So so is Guinness, is when you say the storehouse, do you mean the tours that goes in Guinness storehouse or do you, do you work on other areas that, you know, to, like selling Guinness itself in, in boxes or, or something like that? Yeah, so... I think that's obviously under under Guinness that the staff always know exactly what's going on, but then to the outside world, it's not as um, it's not as known, I guess, as to what is under Guinness when we say Guinness Storehouse. Um, so, what I mean with working in the Irish brand home section, as you said, it is for the visitor experience and it is for footfall. Um, if we move on to global Diageo, which is still under Diageo, but it would be just uh, obviously under a, a different industry, um, that is about the actual, let's say, the big Guinness ads, like the Christmas ad that we'll see on TV. And uh, again, as you touched on, like the actual making of Guinness itself, you know, Um so there's two there's two varieties there's Irish brand home and then there's um, global. Brilliant, and obviously you, uh, you mentioned a campaign of you working with kind of Irish influencers and and doing um, the time period and the quick fire questions. But do you uh, how much scope do you have in creating your social content and coming up with those ideas and campaigns? Is it is a lot of it yourself, Phoebe, or how, how do you operate? Uh, like that it's it's a big big team uh within the irish brand homes for guinness um a smaller team for rowan co uh whiskey i would say but um between our pr reps and then just within our entire marketing team um we all would wear a lot of hats i would say uh but it's great with the freedom that we were able to still you know unleash these kind of ideas and everyone's just very um open to working towards them it's just kind of to make sure because as Diageo and Guinness are such you know reputable uh trusted brands we always have to maintain that kind of Diageo marketing code if that makes sense yeah yeah which I can imagine is really difficult because you are such a a well-marketed team of brand and and sub brands. So, uh, do, do you do you have strict guidelines when you're doing that kind of work? Do you do you find it? Um, how, can you have any tips for our listeners on how to do good brand guidelines for a business? Yeah, I mean, um, with Guinness, like I don't I don't want to say obviously that it's extremely strict because it's such a brand of 
you know, innovation and I guess challenging the the traditional. Um, but definitely we do, as I said, like have Diageo marketing codes and um, making sure that we're hitting all the right policies that are in place within Diageo. That's something that I've learned from working in a, a multinational company like this. Um, it's more about, yeah, ticking the boxes and ideas will come, but there is a huge time frame to get them in place and to actually action these. Um, whereas from working in smaller startups before you'd have these great ideas and you might be able to just play around with it because there's not as many um there's not as many strong rooted rules let's say um but i think just for for listeners it's it's just about being able to have patience uh i would say cuz running running these kind of campaigns or ideas through um whether it be through procurement or through finance or through legal um it's definitely going to take time when it is uh, a company of a big status, you know? Um, so just, just to have patience and definitely use your negotiate, your negotiating hat. And um, yeah, I think, I think that would be it. And like in terms of roadmap and, and scheduling, how far ahead would you be in terms of, Marketing. I can imagine, you know, you mentioned the global team and, and that kind of operation working on the Christmas ads and stuff. I can imagine that yeah. the Christmas ads are being discussed kind of now and how that's going to operate. But from your point of view and, and especially social, um, whether it's paid or organic, do you, what's your run up? How, how long in advance do you schedule or, or know the content you're putting up? So, when it's for, as you're saying, like paid and organic, um, I always tend to, obviously, as any marketeer, we're, we're constantly on the, the deadlines. So I'm always trying to start the financial year with a, a strong, you know, uh, marketing calendar and kind of critical path of what we're going to, what we know are going to be the exacts and maybe what we know that are going to be the maybes. Um and for Guinness Storehouse and for Rowan Co., when it comes to visitor experience, it would be a little easier, I would say, to have this roadmap uh, in place. Um, and that's obviously with working with our creative external agencies um, and also uh, working with collaborations, uh, which were very strong on but then when it comes to e-commerce, I'd say it can be quite a challenge at times, especially, again, over the pandemic period uh, when it came to the supply chain. And this is something that was completely out of all of our control. You know, um, it was more that, that kind of supply and demand um, for products. And we would have great ideas for certain products, but maybe when we had them plan to launch, whether it be May or whether it be Christmas time, there was a, a huge delay with these kind of things. Um, 
And the same for, I'm sure everyone is a, a huge Guinness Nitro Surge fan at this point. Um, it's well known. But that was a, a long time coming, um, obviously in the background with the, the marketing and the, the advertising for it. But even as I'm saying for the, the supply of it and getting it into our hands, let's say, so we were able to ship it out to our our well loyal customers, you know, um, through the pandemic, I think we've just learned so much more of how to deal with these kind of delays, um, maybe more than we ever would have. So who knows, maybe if it, it was a blessing in disguise, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it definitely helps people get in organize uh and realizing what is actually important but yeah i was definitely one of those that it took it was only at the beginning of this year that i managed to get one of the widgets the the guinness nitro surge widgets because uh yeah, yeah. they were in high demand for the christmas uh i can imagine i can imagine that it, it's brilliant when you create a product like that that um does assist and it was probably it was perfect timing in terms of you know, uh, more people being at home or pubs being closed and stuff. I can imagine something like that just boomed when when it happens. Oh, absolutely. It, it literally was like gold dust, um, the talk of the town for most people. And yeah, it just, again, it would make you just very proud to be working within a team that you're able to be at the, the foreground of that kind of change, you know. Um, and as you said, offering this when times were tough and pubs were closed and all people wanted was a, a fresh creamy pint of Guinness. And I, I hope, please God, that most people ended up getting their nitrous search device. I know, as you said, they, they definitely were hard to come by though. Yeah, they, they were, but, uh, you know, demand only brings good things. So uh, I'm sure, um, that, that was all okay. Um, looking at your kind of day-to-day -day work, is there any softwares you use, Phoebe, that uh, you would really recommend to our listeners? Uh, yeah, well, obviously within e-commerce specifically, um, Shopify is our main platform that we use. Um, and we're on Shopify Plus, which is just, again, just an advanced and more kind of premium um side of Shopify where we get to have uh, other parts of it maybe that we didn't have access to before. Um, I think Shopify, it's it's amazing, to be honest. Um, such a user-friendly platform, uh, very, very easy to use for us as a team. And then, as I said, for the actual, for the actual online customer. Um, and there's just so many opportunities for implementations of apps as well within Shopify whether that be, you know, promotional tools, personalizing tools, or again, email marketing. Um, one app that we do have implemented with Shopify uh, is the app Selly. It's S-E-L-L-Y. Um, this has performed so, so well uh, within our site. It's an app that you give the online customer the choice to let's say, as an example, they get to add a bundle um, to their basket so they could, let's say, gain free shipping. Uh, so when they're coming to the end of their end of their order, 
it would be like a little promotional bundle at the end of the page that they could add, let's say, some socks or ads, add some jewellery that would get them to the free shipping if they wanted to require that. Um, and that has been amazing. Um, I would definitely recommend it. It, it implements very well with uh, Shopify as well. Um, another app that we've used before, and this was something I implemented with the launch of NitroSearch, was Clavio. Again, I, I'm sure other um, email marketers would know of this app very much. Uh, it's just an amazing tool for CRM itself and for um, creating kind of strategies behind your, your launches. Um, and this did wonders for us uh, when we launched NitroSurge for our mailing list and subscribers. Um but again, as as you were saying before, Tom, about, you know, uh, policies and kind of maybe more strict rules that we would have as a bigger company, that was something that we learned a lot about when we had this um, launch of NitroSurge. Clavio was an amazing tool, um, but I guess not something that would be sustainable for a brand like Diageo. Um so now we're we're in the middle of centralizing our data fully um, so that we can uh, work with uh, the company Salesforce, obviously, um, who are kind of well well known for CRM strategies. Um, so we're we're centralizing our data capturing and using this with Google Analytics um, to develop a new and fresh uh, strategy that kind of as I said, yeah, it aligns with our data policies and our alcohol policies. Phoebe, leaving off kind of what you're working on and your experience previously, is there any areas you're looking to upskill into and why? Um, I think, God, if I, if I had all the time in the world, it would be to upskill in SEO and keyword search. Um, I've learned just from my past, this is, it's just vital, you know, uh, within the digital marketing industry. Um, and then particularly for e-commerce when it comes to our traffic and our conversion rate. Um, yeah, I just, I, the, the language of your website, I think just automatically creates an identity and a character for your brand. And again, like, Obviously, a brand like Guinness, it's already so prevalent that we have an identity and a character. Um, so that in terms of that, it's more about sticking to, as I said before, that kind of Diageo marketing code. Um, but for a brand like Rowan Co., there's more leverage, I think, that you can play with different keywords and um use more kind of terms that are in the whiskey world and experiment with ideas um whether it be blog posts that are going to create other pages for your website um to just keep uh track of those online customers whether they be new or returning um yeah yeah i think just copywriting itself it's it's a beast of its own isn't it like um so i think i'm only scratching the surface of it but I'd love to. I'd love to explore a bit more of it um, and gain some more skills. Brilliant. And looking at the 
digital industry as a whole? Is there anything that you find really exciting that might be linked to, to Guinness, might not be just a, something of interest uh, coming up that you think, oh, I'm going to keep an eye on this? I'm, to be honest, I'm, I'm just really excited to see the whole direct to consumer world explode even more. Um, whether that's in brand awareness or within sales, like e-commerce obviously now is just such a lucrative business. And I'm, I'm really proud at what I have given within Guinness Storehouse and within Rowan Co., uh, kind of just you know being at the face of change um myself and my team we felt like we were creating history obviously when our e-commerce department um was developed during the pandemic uh and being able to you know develop these online platforms from scratch was um brilliant experience for everyone and for the brands that are mainly known for visitor experience like Guinness you know it's it's motivating to be working on the online consumer side of things and being able to extend that you know that world-class experience through the screen um and not just in person yeah I can see that and it's really interesting because obviously Guinness has always needed your pubs or clubs or whatever to sell the products but obviously things change you know uh can you see can you see that becoming more popular people buying guinness online for you know weddings or events or things like that or just you know guinness pop-up shop uh, pubs or shops or something can you see more of that happening in the next you know couple of years absolutely um I think we're only at the beginning of it, to be honest. Um, and whether that's like you said, when it comes to weddings and we've had so many requests for that in the past, you know, um, for a supply of Guinness for, for weddings and just being able to, as we said, like meet that kind of virtual need. Um, and our biggest seller actually on e-commerce is our personalized glasses. So it's the pint glass that you would get um, in the pub or if you were up in the gravity bar in Guinness um, and you get to engrave a personalized message on it. And that, again, is just uh, the gift that keeps on giving, let's say. So whether it's for birthdays or um, different types of events when it comes to other businesses or like, you know, corporate uh, events when they want to get some type of uh, print that's on a glass that's something that I just think we will continue you know smashing the glass ceiling and um seeing where it takes us it's just yeah it's just it's it's very exciting to see that there's there's so much more to come I think that's really interesting and uh lastly we always ask everyone the same question on the show which is if you could bottle up one personality trait that you have, Phoebe, that you could pass on to others, what would it be? I I would say resilience, if I'm honest. Um, this is something that I've gained, obviously, on a personal level, um, but also in a career aspect. And I think from dealing with maybe hardships in your own life, um, 
you know, you can only gain more tools to deal with the stressful situations in work life then. Um, and one thing I would say to listeners is, you know, it's not just for a career setting or life. It, it can be both. But just remember that your trajectory, it's not always going to be linear. Um, it's definitely more fluctuating. And don't be discouraged by this thought. Um, in my opinion, I think it's just the best way to grow and learn what you want in a career. Um, I've, I've had positions in the past where I was under a higher title and then transitioned to a less responsibility position, let's say, um, in another workplace. And that's fine. You know, some places won't always meet your expectations and that's okay. Um, and you learn to keep going. And if you have certain failures in a job or life or whatever, or certain low points, and these are inevitable, um, life is not always, you know, uh, a field of daisies, but you're, you'll have better tools to then get up and, you know, brush yourself off and find another route um, or another solution to what you were going for in the first place. Um, yeah, I think... I think that's what I would I would say resilience. Yeah, and I think that's you know a brilliant answer to end the show. So Phoebe, first and foremost, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm sure so many people would love to hear what you have to say and and work out what's going on in in Diageo and how, and how that operates. But yeah, first and foremost, thank you, thank you so much. Thanks a million, Tom. Really appreciate it.